0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, May twenty sixth, 2016. You guys are listening to episode 259. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, This is a quick turnaround. I know I did one on Saturday, but I told you I was going to have one around regular time. Um, You know, uh, late Wednesday, early Thursday. That's exactly what this is. So, um, you guys are kind of getting quick, uh, quick TVE's back to back, which is, uh, good and, uh, gonna be back on schedule because I am, uh, not going away anytime soon. Well, in a month or so, but, um, hope everybody's doing well. Got a, uh, good show. Got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show today, uh, such as something that happened in Dunkin' Donuts. I'm um, going to be talking some sports today, going to be talking some Warriors, OKC, some Cavs, Raptors, the NBA playoffs is now getting to where uh, it's like almost getting to like must watch TV, even like must watch like ESPN during the day of what they're saying and what the analysts are saying and what's going on. It's getting to that, you know, a few games until you know who's going to be in the finals and then all the finals talking who's going to win a title. Will it, le- will it be LeBron? Will the Warriors be able to come back from this uh, you know, huge deficit that they have against OKC? Uh, will Toronto even things out and uh, push the Cavs? It's all, it's all good shit to watch right now. Um, I can't get into baseball to save my life right now. If you hear chewing in the background, it is my dog, uh, Lloyd. I gave him a chew toy, and uh, I can't keep him outside because I don't know what the temperature is by you, But New York just basically got the summer dropped on our heads yesterday. It was like 88, 89 degrees, a little humid. Uh, Today it's even hotter. The heat is crazy today. I think it's going into the 90s today. So this is clearly the hottest day that has been in a while. Uh, And I can't really leave my dog out on the runner because he'll fucking just... And he's like... And even him, he's like an island dog from Aruba, and you could tell he was even like, fuck this, dude, I need I need AC. So, uh, got some stuff to talk about. Of course, Unacceptables. Before I get started, let's uh, go to the uh, sponsors. The Versity Effect podcast is sponsored by gonzofame.com. And uh, very funny, up-and-coming comedian Dave Gavry out there. Shout-out to Dave in Chicago, who runs the Gonzo Fame website. And what it is, is uh, it's an amazing website if you are a comedy nerd and you want to kind of, you know... Just uh, listen and, and hear stories of your favorite comedians, um, you know, outside, off the stage, you know, just cool things. He asked uh, really unique questions to me when I did the interview, and I was like, oh, wow, this is different, and then he even was like, oh, you know, do you how do you want it said? Like, he, he really, is, it's really good, does a really good job, and he's got amazing comedians on there. Um, huge names, up-and-comers, all that stuff. So it's gonzofame.com. You will not be disappointed. There's awesome stuff to read. Uh, once you start reading one of them and you just, you know, you're like, oh, man, that's awesome. And you would be like, oh, so-and-so's on here. Let's see what, you know, what this is about. So please check out gonzofame.com. Um, also, uh, the new sponsor for the Effect is City Living Dog. Go to citylivingdog.com and Coach Mike, um, is an unbelievable dog trainer in the New England area uh, I met him uh, from performing in that area and um, he's just amazing uh, He has amazing YouTube clips his social media if you just go to social uh, I mean if you just go to uh, city living dog all his social media stuff um, you know uh, Twitter and and, and uh, you go to the Facebook and Instagram and um, but the YouTube channel like I watched one of his clips and uh, he had these kinda of just like wild, like just jumping up and down like crazy pit bulls and when he's done with them, they're just fucking sitting there calm, like totally confident and calm and and not needing to do the shit they're doing. He's got one where this dog was like looking at a horse and I guess the dog would go nuts when he saw the horse, but when he like after working with him that he just let the horse go by and just like looked at him and was then he does it then he's got this other video where he's actually got these dogs jumping up and down on like chairs like an obstacle course and stepping over stuff and then like waiting for like the next thing to do really really insane so please check out check out his YouTube channel check out what this guy does he's so good at what he does and um the cool thing was like I said when I talked to the guy I was like you really love working with dogs like it's one of those things you know cuz let's be honest there's a lot of people that think they know dogs like that that <laughs> that's the other thing I wanted to talk about on the show like everybody is like you know somewhat of a dog whisperer they think and then you got real deal people and uh, that's what Coach Mike is so check out City Living Dog and all of his stuff on social media all of that stuff Um, because it's awesome and also of course go to All Things Comedy for your favorite comedy podcasts Uh, the albums they do All Things Records where my album is Uh, follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy and um, go to allthingscomedy.com yeah that's the funny thing as I, as I listen to my dog chewing on a toy here, uh, that's the funny thing about, like, when you get a new dog, and I, I want to, like, add to a bit about this or something, because it's funny, when you get a new dog, everybody's got their opinion on what to do, like, oh, if he's doing this, just do this. I talked to one guy, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really hit the dog or anything, but one time, he's jumping up, bit me, so, you know, I fucking punched it, the thing almost shit its pants, but now, like, she's a sweetheart, so, you know, you just gotta fucking be, I was just like, I don't think, I, I don't think you're really going about it the right way, dude, I don't think you're supposed to do that to animals, and, um, you know, and then the people punish it, yell at it, it's like, the dog doesn't get that, the dog doesn't understand that, um. And people always, you know, have these theories. But then you talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about, and they're like, no, the dog doesn't understand that. Just kind of show the dog. Like, you really kind of got to show the dog from what I'm learning instead of, like, yelling something. Think about it. Like, you're yelling something that (laughs) just doesn't understand what you're saying, and it just hears loud things. Um, But I always love when people think that they know shit, you know, and it's like some guy that just has a normal job and, like, never knows, you know. No, we had a dog when I was six, you know, and my fucking dad put his nose in the shit and smacked it and put it in the basement. I mean, I think the thing lived to, like, 14, I don't know, but, uh, you know, that's what you do, you know, it's like, what, you don't know what you're talking about, and back then I don't think people really knew, like, had, like, the, you know, because now I think with social media, and now with, like, more television shows on animals and stuff like that, and Animal Planet Network, none of that shit existed in the 60s, 70s, 80s, or whatever, maybe even 90s, or maybe at the end of the 90s, but, like, nothing really was like that. So I think now you could actually say, oh, okay, there are actually people that are wise to these animals and and know it, instead of my fucking neighbor who works at, you know, some fucking car dealership who had a a dog when he was a kid, and he thinks he's going to tell you what, what to do. But I almost lost it when the guy's like, "Yeah, dude, I punched this fucking thing in the back." You know, she didn't feel it, but she got freaked out. I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about. I got some angst. Uh, I'm I'm really going nuts about this Steph Curry thing. So I'm gonna get into that. It's just been an argument. I'm gonna I'll do sports early. I think. I'm going to do sports early so I can get it off my chest while it's kind of fresh in my mind, and then we will move on to the other things. Um, But, yeah, it is is hot as hell, but you know why I'm feeling better? Because I'm finally getting back on stage. Um, It got to the point where, I'm not going to lie, I was off stage and in bad shape because of, like, it's just being irritable about it, you know And you guys have probably seen comedy documentaries Where the comedian's like, yeah, if you're not on stage for a certain amount of days You just start going nuts And that, that's absolutely true It—it—it it, it is very true Sometimes you're acting out without even knowing it I was being real irritable Because what happened was I went away to Disney World Like I told you guys for, for seven days But then I flew back into New York flew back into New York Friday night, so I'm obviously not working Friday night, and that's the weekend to shot, so I'm not even booked for the weekend, and then I'm questioning, should I drive into the city on Sunday night, I was like in for a stage time, so finally, like, I mean, I was like irritable to the point where, like, I was getting kind of like snap, not snappy, but just like, my wife could tell I just wasn't right, I was like, I need, and so, uh, Monday, I just went down to the city, hit the stage, Tuesday hit the stage, hitting the stage last night, hitting the stage tonight, like, going out every day just to kind of get it, you know, just to get back into the routine of things. So, uh, but it is kind of cool to be back in the city and back um, working and, um, like, having, not having to worry about, like, a jacket and being able to stand outside 80 degrees, 85 degrees, all the comics standing outside the club showing off their kicks you know, uh, smoking cigars, hanging out, talking, shooting the shit. It's kind of cool. New York City is the best, always. Um, but the, the best times in New York City is summertime, when it's not too hot, like around now. Uh, May, early June, and uh, and also, obviously, around Christmas time are, like, the best times to be here. Um, but it's, it's, it's finally happening. It just happened so fast. It went from, like, ah, it might be cold to, nah. Let's go mid August temperatures in back to back days just to let everybody know that it's finally here. So um you know it's hot when little kids are like, let's go outside and play and then like four minutes later they're like, You wanna watch a movie? <laughs> like, fuck this. Um, but I'm gonna uh I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this Steph Curry thing now, okay? So I'm gonna get a little heated. I don't even know if this is my unacceptable. You know, I don't even know. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I figured it out the show. I uh, I didn't I didn't really have a show uh, segment planned for this one just because it's all over the place this week because it's a quick turnaround and I'm just like, I got to fucking get this off my chest. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do two unacceptables today. One will be my Steph Curry rant, but I'm going to start with this one. Then after that, I'm going to do the Steph Curry thing which will lead me into sports and then I'll do your guys' unacceptables. That's how we're going to do it. So... Enough said. Here we go. The The unacceptable that I have um, is uh, two of them. I will do part one now. Happened in a Dunkin' Donuts yesterday with my children. Okay? So, Lloyd, what the fuck are you doing? Alright. Sorry about that. You know, when you got a puppy and it gets quiet and you hear, like, chewing and then all of a sudden it gets quiet you're chewing again. You're like, oh, shit, dude. I'm going to turn around. The couch is going to be in this guy's digestive system. I'm going to fucking... My wife's gonna kill me for the couch being fucked up and I'm gonna have to take this thing to the vet. So, um, yeah. I go to Dunkin' Donuts with my kids, alright? And, um, I took them out to dinner. My wife had something for work until like 8 o'clock and then I had to go right to the city when she got here. So, I was on duty to make sure homework was done, take the kids to dinner. And then me, being the cool-ass dad that I am because I am the fucking coolest dad to my kids, I'm like, of course I'm taking you to dessert, even though I gave you a bowl of ice cream 30 minutes before dinner. I gave my kids, like, a bowl of, like, cookies and cream ice cream, and then, like, an hour later, took them out to pizza, and then after that, I was like, well, I'm not gonna get you guys ice cream, what could we do? And then I was like, oh, I'll get a drink in Dunkin' Donuts, they got iced tea that I want, and I'll get you guys some donuts, the kids love the donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, so I'm like, yeah, um... Now, I know what you're saying. Why the hell are you giving your kid all this sugar? First of all, my kids are extremely in good shape. They're thin. And, you know, it's one night. And it's dad just having a good time. You know, if my kids were tubs of shit walking around, you know, I wouldn't do that. We'd be at some vegan place and I'd be crying. that my kids are going to turn into loads of shit. So don't worry about that. Now, um, we're going in there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my iced tea. You guys are gonna get your uh, donuts. We're gonna sit down, eat. By the time we get home, it'll be time to start getting ready for bed. Mom will come home. Dad's gotta to go to work. That's the plan. So I go in. Woman at the counter sitting there, and I say, "All right, guys, what do you want?" And uh, you know, Lucas, my son's, ah, let me get a you know a double chocolate or whatever. So then I say. I look behind her and I see that my daughter's probably going to want a strawberry fro- frosty frost frosted strawberry, but I say to the woman, do you guys have any strawberry? You know, just not knowing if a fresh batch is coming out, not knowing if I'm not seeing it because there's a lot of different things, but my quick glance was there's no strawberry donuts here, okay? And um, she goes, yeah, we got them. And I go, oh, great. That's awesome. I go, so I'll get a... Um, I get a, a strawberry glazed for her, a double chocolate for my son, and uh, I will have a unsweetened iced tea with lemonade in it. Sure, no problem. Here's what she says though. After I say my daughter will have a, a, a strawberry frost, this is how I knew I was in trouble. I go yeah, and she'll have a strawberry frosted, and I go you have them, and she goes yeah. What size? And then I just go, what? and she goes oh wait, did I say what size? Um, that's that's not even a question. So fine, people have you know. Brain fart, whatever. No worries. No worries. So then she turns around and she just goes, Oh, actually, we don't have them. Now I'm like, This girl is just on fucking autopilot and she's a dope. I just want this to go quicker. She had that stupid, like, fucking haircut with, like, red hair that she dyed and then the hat over it. You could tell she was, like, some hipstery fucking chick. You know, she just looked like she'd argue with you you know, like, like she looked like one of those people that were like so liberal that like you couldn't even reason with her with the other side or, or say anything. Like she just looked like one of those fucking, I don't know, just, you know, just walking around like mud with bare feet, you know, at like Woodstock and like thinking like, you know, just, it just didn't fucking annoyed me. She just really, she really did. She annoyed me. You know, and she's like, actually we don't, I'm sorry, fuck you, I saw it, I knew that, but I, I asked you, cause you're the professional, cause guess what lady, you're at work, you're at work, so, she says no, my daughter gets a vanilla frosted instead, alright, so she already asked what size is it, and then she says they have something which they clearly don't have, so I'm annoyed cause she's on autopilot, alright, but then it goes one step further, where, um, I get my drink, and she's kind of like walking around, like, she's walking around and, like, going on a break, and somebody else is kind of taking over. And I'm like, where is she? I want to, you know, I forgot what I needed. Or, or I grabbed my drink after I took the kids to the bathroom. Because, of course, the kids got to go to the bathroom every time you go out. I mean, that's clockwork. Every time you go out, the kids got to go to the bathroom. Daddy, I got to go potty. You know, as your fucking fried calamar is coming to the plate with your fucking cocktail in the in the wager's hand, and you're so excited, and you know it's gonna sit there for five, ten minutes because your kids gotta go there, and Lord knows you gotta clean the fucking toilet like, you know, the sanitation department's gonna be, you know, looking at it. So anyway, whatever. I digress. So I grab my iced tea after I take the kids out of the bathroom, and I I. St- I, I Everybody sits down. The kids are eating their donuts. I sit my drink and I notice that the drink is good, but I notice something's off. And then I look at the drink, okay, and I realize there's not lemonade in this. So during her whole fucking, oh my God, there is strawberry donuts. No, there's not strawberry donuts. What size do you want the donut? All that shit that she was just on autopilot because she's a fucking dope. Okay, she. I said, can I get unsweetened iced tea with lemonade? Yeah, yeah. Fucking doing that whole thing. And then I get it, and I'm looking for her, and she's nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden, she comes in, and she's got pizza and, like, Italian food that her and the person working there were going to sit down and eat. So the reason why she's distracted is because she's thinking about her fucking lunch or late lunch or early dinner or whatever and not really paying attention. So finally, I said, excuse me, and the guy looked at me. The guy went, I go, did you put lemonade in this? And he goes, "Uh, I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I go, oh, all right. And I'm drinking, I'm going, no, you fucking didn't you didn't and you're trying to just eat with this dope and that's who's working in our establishments right now is just people that just truly don't give a shit and you know what maybe i was that one time but at least i at least i was like fucking way younger you know i mean i don't know how old she was either way it annoyed me she got three things wrong in like 1 minute and i and and not that listen it wasn't that big a deal but after asking me what size, it lets me know you really don't give a shit. Then, you know, then saying you have it and you don't have it. Then me, then fucking up my drink order. Then I can't even get you because you're fucking running around trying to get your dinner. Fucking unacceptable, okay? Unacceptable. But I did get up. I did actually get up and be like, does this, does this have this? Like, I wanted them to know their mistake. Oh, it just, it just frustrates me. And I think her attitude made me get upset. Like, I think if she was more of a sweetheart, like, just like, if she was, like, a dope that couldn't help it, you're like, ah, look at her, she's she doing the best she could do. God bless her, what are you going to do? You know, but it, was, it wasn't. She was just, like, on autopilot, not giving a shit, and still thinking she knew shit. That's what bothered me about it, all right? Um, now I'm going to get to the... Now that I'm a little warmed up here, everybody, now that I'm going, now I'm going to um, get into what I really think is unacceptable. And it is fucking sports fans, I am done, I'm telling you right now, I'm done with putting shit out on Facebook, putting my opinion out, if I see something, I'm done with it, I'll talk about it on my show, I'll talk about it like in person with friends, when I go out to the clubs, and I'm hanging out with my boys, people come to my house like on the phone with friends, I'll do all that stuff of course, but I am done with putting opinion out because these... And I still get suckered into it. I still get suckered into it because I'm like, no, there's no way no one's going to... I mean, there's no way people aren't going to understand this. They're going to get this. They're going to get this. So what I said was, I said, the reason why the Golden... And listen, I know people can going to say, oh, well, you're bitter, sour grapes. No, I'll admit, that's the thing. Like, I'm not one of those guys that, like, when I'm wrong, I'll just come on and I'll just be like, yeah, I fucked up. I, I was wrong. I, I really thought this team was going to coast through, you know? Uh, history has shown that. their statistics have shown that the 96 uh, the 96 bulls um, that won 72 wins, 10 losses they coasted and won. The 76ers that had 69 wins that year they coasted and won. This team broke both of those records. This is the greatest uh, statistical record in NBA history. The star player hit 402 three pointers, which is so fucking ridiculous. He's the two-time reigning MVP. He's played Oklahoma City, uh, you know, during the regular season. And then now here's your argument. Here's the first argument. Well, you know, but that's the regular season, Paul. That's the regular season. Really? So they weren't fighting it out in overtime when Steph Curry was hitting 12 threes and the fucking place is going nuts and OKC's getting pissed and the game goes into overtime and there's last-minute shot and dramatics? Yeah, no, they weren't really playing for that one. Yeah, you know what? They take it easy in games that go to overtime. And the star player's shooting fucking 12 threes on the other team's head and the other team. But yeah, but they're just like, ah, whatever. This doesn't matter. Of course it fucking matters. It absolutely matters. And it is absolutely unacceptable for people to sit down and watch a team that was so fucking unbelievably undeniable. Steamrolling people. Okay? Get blown out twice. Knowing that this guy had an ankle injury, had a knee injury, and some fucked up shit with his elbow last week when it was swollen and he downplayed it. Fine, he downplayed it. That's your elbow and you're a shooter and you need your fucking arms. But he downplayed it because he's a gentleman. And he's still downplaying, not talking that he's injured, saying that he's back. Obviously, Oklahoma City saw something. Okay? So I'm not trying to take anything away from Oklahoma City. I'm not. Oklahoma City is a great basketball team. Okay? Durant and Westbrook are killing it. Their role players are killing it. They're clicking at the right time. They've been to the final. They are a great team but they are playing a team that won 73 games and lost nine. They are playing a team that beat them three times. I don't care that it went to the last second and it could have went either way. Either way, they were great games, and Golden State beat them, okay? And now they're getting beat by 30 back-to-back games, getting blown out. The star player is shooting five for 25 in, like, back-to-back games, starting games out like this, important games like this, one for six, It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And then, shout out to Kelly Meyer, because Kelly Meyer, um, you know Kelly, writes in the IBS stories to the show. He jumped in on this. A bunch of people jumped in on this. You want to know why? Because I'm a fucking idiot who puts my stupid fucking, you know, aggressive opinions on something out there, and I get people riled up. Me not realizing that there's a ton of fan base for these other teams, and thinking that everybody's going to agree with me, you know, because I'm passionate about it. But people jumped in, some people agreed with me, some people didn't, some people saw it both sides, you know, but I love how some people were like, oh, Curry's fine, Curry's fine, that's just bullshit, they just ran into a beast of a team and everything like that, yeah, a beast of a team who lost twice the amount of games that they lost, okay, a beast team that lost to them three times or so, whatever it was, and I don't care if it was close, they lost to them, okay, okay. You know, playing a team that's the greatest statistical fucking record in history, playing the greatest shooter to ever walk on this planet, you know? And they're like, oh, he's he's fine, he's fine. And then by the end of the fucking discussion, this is how I knew I was onto something and I was winning the argument, okay? Is when at the end of it, they're going, fine, I'm not saying he's 100%. Fine, that's all I'm saying. Listen, that doesn't give an excuse to the Warriors role players to shit the bed. Draymond Green's playing like shit. Klay Thompson looks like he lost his puppy every fucking time he misses a shot now. But I believe, and my theory is, and I think, you know, first of all, my unacceptable is that if you don't think he's hurt and that's affecting this, then you're nuts. That's my, that's my, it's unacceptable to think that. Oh, there's no excuses. Yes, there are excuses. There are, there are very, there are very, very much excuses. There are excuses. With would Daryl Strawberry be a Hall of Famer if he wasn't a drug addict? Okay, you, People can say, oh, that's just an excuse. Fine. It, it, it doesn't take away that that's what it is. That's what I understand. That's what it is. Okay. It's like well, I mean, it's clear the guy lost six years. He was doing drugs. I mean, but fuck it, he did. It. Okay, fine. You, I, I know he's a fucking Hall of Fame caliber player who made bad decisions, and the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame is because he deci- he used he made bad decisions. That that's what it is. And my example on Facebook was very clear. I said if Usain Bolt wanted to run. For Jamaica In the Olympics And everybody was like He still could win But he's got a hairline fracture on his foot But he's still gonna go Because he can put some pressure on it And it's blah 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 Quick race And he'll deal with afterwards And he lost that race The reason he lost the fucking race Is because he has a hairline fracture Now I am not saying That Oklahoma City could not win this series I'm not saying I mean actually I am saying I don't think they would win the series But I'm not saying they wouldn't be good games They would be good games Maybe Golden State wins by four. Maybe it's an overtime, triple overtime thing. But you cannot tell me that the greatest team with the greatest player, two-time reigning MVP, champion last year, putting up numbers ridiculous, is not hurt. And then you're going to say, well, Paul, he put up 40 that night against Okay, yeah, he did. He was rested. He was at home. Lord knows he fucking, what, sh- what he took in his leg to-, to fucking get up for that game. So I'm sh- yeah, and he just, and it, and it worked that night. But then he had the elbow injury, okay? You don't know what damage he did that night. That's all I'm saying. The guy's not 100%. So, people were changing their story. Well, he might not be 100%, but this is all bullshit excuses. And then Kelly Meyer, whom I like more and more every day, uh, who tells a fascinating shit-his-pants story, sent me something, and it was Yahoo Sports Report, and it said, basically, that, um, you know, yeah, and everybody's saying, er, yeah, everybody's saying to, I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuff now saying, coach says he's not hurt, not injured, just choking. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, that's what the coach said. The coach, the coach said his star player was choking. I love the idea that people saying when the star player says he's not hurt and the coach says he's not hurt, they don't understand that you can't say you're hurt. Steph Curry, like, you can't, what is he going to say? Yeah, I really can't go, man, but I'm out there. But I'm out there. But yeah, no, I really, I'm really hurt. Yeah, let's demoralize the team like that. Let's do that. Let's also give ammunition to the other team to come and kill a wounded animal, which they already see. They know he's hurt, but you're not going to say it. You're not going to say it. It's it's just silly, but the 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 um the report on uh, Yahoo said that people close to Curry are saying not only is he hurt, he's under seventy percent. There and and he's just a gentleman. He's not he's not gonna say he's hurt. He's not gonna say he's hurt. But he's missing layups. He's missing wide open threes. I'm watching him run up and down the court. They don't look like the same team. He makes that team go, and that's not happening. So. I'm not taking away the fact that Oklahoma City's hitting their shots. I'm not taking away the fact that Oklahoma City's, you know, playing hard and winning these games. I'm just saying, let's let's put a little reasoning behind it. Can you? I, that's I just just a fucking little bit. You know, if the Ferrari has an engine issue, it's not going the same way. I just why is that so hard? I was talking to a comedian last night. Um, uh, I was talking to a comedian last night at the stand who was like, it's an American thing too, Americans are different, we are different than Europeans, like when the, he, he was saying that like in soccer, like if a guy like Messi in soccer, one of the best soccer players in the world, is like hurt but trying to play, they just clap, and when they lose, they understand that the guy couldn't go, here it's like, well what the fuck, Jordan had the flu, Then, then, then people aren't good enough, it's like, what are you talking about? The guy's got a fucking sprained ankle and a sprained knee, and Lord knows what's going on in his elbow. And he's saying that he's fine, but I mean, to, to, it's just it's just silly to me. So that that's all I said. I'm not making excuses. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I made a bet with somebody, and I didn't make it. Conti- I didn't say, oh, you know, if Curry's hurt, it, it, you know, I still made the bet. I should have because in another post, I did say, of course it's of course I, it's based on him being healthy. But when I made the bet, I, I made the bet with somebody in Indianapolis. That if I run into you, I'm going to buy you a drink and I'm going to buy you a cigar at my favorite cigar lounge in Indianapolis, and 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 I will do that. But I I thought everybody knew that what I meant. But fine, you know what? If you don't make it with the bet, he was betting. Oh, no. maybe you're right, but he, I think he could be hurt. Fine, he wins the bet. So I'll, I'll I'll take that. You know. But I did say back in the day, if Steph Curry is hurt, of course I'm not saying that they're going to go and repeat and threepeat. You know. But that's just it. The MVP's hurt. And, 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 and I made that comment, and, like, people were just like, you know, oh, bullshit excuse. Oh, here it is right now. So I'm going to read this, and, and, you know, whatever. Maybe it's, oh, come on, Paul, you know, we get it, but he shouldn't be out there. Just listen to this. So Steph Curry is reportedly not playing at 100% health, and it may explain why he has struggled to find his NBA form throughout the Western Conference Finals against Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder cruised to a 118 94 game four win and took a commanding 3 1 series lead on Tuesday night. After the route, I guess uh, Adrian Wojciechowski reported, uh, the verticals, Adrian Wojciechowski reported that Curry, who missed four games earlier in the playoffs with a right knee sprain, was still beaten up physically uh, from vert- uh, vertical. He's playing at 70% at best, a source close to Curry told the Virgo. Curry refuses to make excuses, but privately the Thunder sees something. No explosion, no ability to make big moves switching, uh, switching on to him um, pay a price. No ability to make the bigs uh, switching on to him pay the price. Okay. Uh, aside from a two-minute flurry from downtown during Game 2, Curry has large... Uh, Has been largely ineffective against the Thunder squad. Okay. Um, Curry managed 19 points on just 6 of 20 shooting, including a notably poor 2 of 10 from 3-point range. Yeah, because he always does that. He always does that. Uh, He was 0 for 5 on uncontested 3-point looks. He's also committed 6 turnovers. Okay. So, yeah, but nah. But nah. Yeah. That's, That's one of the most telling. He's 0 for 5 on uncontested three-point shots. The greatest shooter to ever live, and make no mistake about it, that's what he is, okay? That's what he is. Nobody has seen anything like this. Bird, Reggie, Ray Allen, nothing. Guy hit 402 three-pointers this year. I mean, we all know what he's done. Flicking it like it's nothing from half court. It's like a video game. It's like a joke. It's a fucking... It's actually laughable what he does. I've never seen anything like it. But now all of a sudden, he's going 0 for 5 with uncontested threes. Yeah, that, that fucking... That's a tough... That tough Thunder defense when nobody's there. What are you talking about? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why do I care this much? That's the thing that's really weird. I don't understand why. I do understand why, because I like people to be down-to-earth and logical. I'll give you this. OKC, I know some of you people listening to this go, "He, he really is out of his mind. No, OKC is playing great. They're flying, they're clicking. Westbrook is so fast to the rim. He's fucking explosive. Durant is amazing. They're hitting their shots. Their energy level is up. They obviously see something. I think Golden State sees something, and whatever. If I'm wrong, and the greatest shooter of all time happens to be choking, while close reports are saying that he's all fucked up and he doesn't want to admit it, then then whatever. But I, I think everybody knows what I I know what what I'm seeing. And the last thing I'll say is I think there was a telltale thing on the side on the side. I mean on on the bench when um, there was a scene that, that like right before they kind of showed. Um, it was either right before a commercial break or 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 during a route that they were getting routed where Curry was on the bench or Curry came out of the game. And, and that's the other thing. I noticed that he was out in the third quarter when he should have been in. Uh, it was it, it seemed weird to me. It seemed like, you know, he's a young guy. He should have been in. I know he was taken out because of, of something. But there seemed to be something where um, there seemed to be something where he looked at Kerr and Kerr and him kind of were smiling at each other in this weird way and he was kind of taking tape off his hand and he said something to him and then Kerr just kind of smirked and put his head down and I gathered from that because I actually fucking watch things and take things in instead of looking at the score going they're fucking killing them they're just not as good the, the most ridiculous thing that these dopes say but what what I saw was basically Kerr going yeah I, I can't do it I can't do what I can do What you know what I mean and them what Curry's saying that to Kerr and Kerr just like knowing that's that's kind of what I gathered from it you know I gathered like that so I don't know but anybody thinking that it's you know it's all KC and that this guy's choking and that this guy sucks and all that stuff I, I disagree with that and you could say whatever Jordan I really don't remember maybe I'm wrong about this but I don't remember Jordan playing with the sprained ankle the sprained knee and, and who knows what else uh, in the playoffs. And, you know, I do remember the flu game and stuff, but I don't remember any significant injury to Jordan's leg. And I think when you're a point guard and you distribute the basketball, your leg is a really fucking important part. So I'll leave it at that. That's That was my big argument. I, I just fucking don't get it. You know? If a fucking horse... <laughs> If a fucking horse wins the Kentucky Derby or wins the Triple Crown and then goes out the next time and you find out something wrong, are people saying it? Because go, oh, it's not a great horse. It's not a great. I mean, the guy's choking. The guy's choking. It's, no, it's, it's it's he's not. It, it's. Oh my god. Um. Uh, whatever. So I'll leave it at that. Um. As far as other sports stuff, <laughs> uh, I'm not watching anything else. I'm really interested in seeing what happens with the Warriors tonight. Watch Curry fucking puts up like 60. He's like, I'm fine. I've just been choking this fucking whole podcast of shit. Um, <laughs> I want them to win. I do. I hope they come back and win now. Because just Westbrook and doing all that shit that they're doing. It's like, yeah, you're going to huff and puff when you're doing that shit when the guy's clearly not, you know. Um, Alright, so... I, yeah, I'm not watching anything else. I, I could care less about the Yankees. I listen to the Yankees more to find out the traffic by Yankee Stadium when I drive into the city to do a show than for the actual game. That's where I'm at with that. But let's go to your guys' unacceptables. I think I got some uh, good feedback for the, from the Disney thing and people giving me some uh, information on the Disney thing. So let's get to that. Uh, here we go. Uh, This one is from Tyler Blackwell, and the subject is hotel animals. Hey, Paul, been a fan and a listener since seeing you and Burr a couple of years ago in Ottawa. I'll be back in Ottawa. Canada is fucking repping me, man. Uh, And first time writer in, writing in. Checked into a hotel for work and came across this mess in the hallway. See picture. These animals should be checked into a kennel, not a hotel. Lock them up and feed them the crumbs. Unacceptable. Uh, Just bought your album on iTunes and listened to it three times in the past four days. Also, keep it up. Cheers, Tyler. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. And, um, oh, wow. Dude, not only, yeah. Dude, they left it. Not only did they leave it, like, in the hallway, they left it by the vending, like, soda and drink machine with a fucking Pizza Hut box next to it. Like, at at least leave it right outside your door on the side where people leave it. Like, don't leave it where he left it. And, uh, oh my god, it looks like a fucking bear rummaged through a campsite. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the submission, Tyler. And thank you for the, uh, buying the album. I appreciate that. Uh, what is this? Here we go. This is, um, it says DJ Jam Jam, Joe Marsala. Uh, hey broski, just had to put this animal out there. Please learn how to park 10 spot, uh, to park 10 spot on your, on our pizza lot. Then you gotta park, uh, in the driveway. Come on, bro. Cage them up. Let's see what this is. What is this here? Uh, wait, oh, did he block the whole parking lot? What the hell? Did he block, did he just leave his car there? Put this, (laughs) Jesus, yeah, that's, uh, and the other car, too, yeah, that's, uh, people don't give a shit, man, and it's not like it's a fucking Maserati, that's the thing, thank you for the submission, uh, here we go, this is unacceptable parenting, from, uh, Vincent, uh, hey, Paul, second submission over here, and knew this was something that would, uh, that you would find unacceptable, so last week, I was in Orlando, Florida, oh, like, me too, and when we landed, my girlfriend and I were sitting curbside waiting for our rental car to be ready. A guy walks by smoking a cigarette, which is, unaccept- uh, which is unacceptable, leaving a trail of smoke behind him. Uh, oh, he walked in the place smoking a cigarette. Gotcha. Uh, that's not it, though. So as, we sp- uh, as, so as he speedwalks down the aisle, um, uh, down the sidewalk, three young children follow 10 to 15 feet behind him a 10 year old four-year-old and three-year-old the father was so far ahead of the kids smoking a cigarette where there is a lot of traffic just like any other airport the youngest who is now probably 40 feet behind him goes to walk into the street my girlfriend sees this and sprints and grabs her before she gets hit by a car so I run up to the dope who was just walking without care of his child of this of his child. Wow. He turns around, and says thank you, walks up to my girlfriend and grabs the baby by the hand and just says to her, Come on, you idiot, what are you doing? Jesus, I wanted to slap this fucking cunt right in his mouth and would have if my girlfriend wasn't there. Absolutely unacceptable. Take this guy, lock him in a cage and pray for his poor kids. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for the laughs Keep up the good work Good will see you uh, Where Boston suit Missed you in Florida By a week Ah oh, thank you Vincent I appreciate that And um Yeah dude What happens if your girlfriend's Not there And his kid is just Walking into the fucking street While he's Just streaking down With a cigarette Indoors What a fucking I swear to god man Um Okay This one says Cartoon characters At theme parks Okay Hey Paul I heard your TV from a couple of days ago And I had to write you about cartoon characters at theme parks I worked for three years at a theme park as a character And I will give you the lowdown The good, the bad, the fucking <laughs> horrific This isn't an unacceptable, it's just my story Well, I'm in Wow, this is fucking, uh, this is long But I'm gonna read it Should I read it on the show? Yeah, I'm gonna read it on the show If that's okay uh there's no names involved here and uh I don't think let me look at the time and see um we got some here I'm going I'm going to see if I can get through it quick if not I'll just take it out of the show how about that um okay the good the bad the horrific this isn't unacceptable it's, it's this isn't unacceptable it's just my story I worked at a theme park in Toronto for 3 years the park was open on weekends from May onwards and then every day for the summer, then weekends until October. You asked if there is a higher hierarchy with the characters, and there certainly was. Our parks was run by Paramount at the time, so characters uh, were the following Fred Flintstone, Barney Rubble, Papa Smurf, <laughs> Gargamel. <laughs> Gargamel. Uh, that horse Smurfette, Scooby-Doo, that pink homo snagglepuss, and a couple of others. Um, the character... You know what's funny is whoever played Smurfett, you just fucking hated her, so you had to throw the digs in. The character jobs were highly valued. They paid higher than minimum wage... Uh, our hours were fixed. This was really important because if you worked in food services, you could be working up until two a.m. washing dishes. Our break area had couches, a kitchen, showers, air conditioning. It was really done up, uh, done up for us. Wow, that's I mean that seems nice. Uh, not like those other workers who basically just had unair conditioned room with a chair to go have a break. It was like uh, the prison scene in Goodfellas. We were living like kings while all the other hacks had to accept their fate. Anyways, I got the job from a friend who worked pretty high up the chain uh, in the company. They would hire about 10 students to become characters, normally 5 guys and 5 girls. They would also hire 10 girls to be our escorts uh, when we went out for walks so you can see where this is going. There are five guys and 15 girls. Oh, man. Uh, you! <laughs> oh, man, I'm in now. Uh, you asked if there was hierarchy, and there certainly was. Uh, Fred Flintstone, Barney Rubble, and Gargamel could only be worn by senior personnel. <laughs> someone, I. E., uh, someone that has... Um, been a character for at least a year. Uh, it was the stupidest shit. Sometimes uh, there would be a guy that took his job way too seriously and the supervisor would schedule him to be Smurf Smurfette uh, or that queer Snagglepuss. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, really emasculating shit. It was the first time that I ever saw office politics and the petty bullshit that I would see later on in my life. Anyways, the character job worked like this you would be scheduled to do six walks a day, uh, a half hour each with a one hour break. You can now see why these jobs were highly valued. You were on break more than you worked. Breaks were when things got interesting. Underneath our costume, you wore a one-piece jumper suit that was zipped up the middle when you were done, <laughs> when you were done your walk. You would take, a. Uh, you would take your costume off and essentially walk around in this jumper. By the time summer started, um, by the time summer started and we were walking full time, it became standard just to unzip your jumper halfway <laughs> halfway down to cool off. This included the girls. So as you could see, there was a lot of sexual tension uh, in that green room. There were tits hanging out all over the place. Also, if you ask somebody to help put your costume on, that was code for, uh, I am going to cop a feel off you while I help you get dressed. The parties. As I said before, you had fixed working hours, so we never really worked past 5.30. There were always people I had worked with who lived close to the park, and their parents were rarely home. These became our base of uh, these became our base of operations for after work. We would go over there and start drinking, barbecuing. There were a lot of spin the bottle and truth or dare games. Uh, being oh well, being outnumbered three to one in terms of guy to girl ratio made it a blast for someone like me. Uh, if there was a pool at the house, it was fucking over. This one time my buddy who played Fred Flintstone was in a room with one of the girls and all I heard was yabba dabba (laughs) (laughs) do." Oh, God. Uh, This was his shout-out that he was... Oh, my God, that he was blowing his load. Jesus. All right, conclusion. I ended up getting fired... In the last week of August, in my third year of working, one of the drawbacks was you would uh, get these teens that come up up to you and uh, think that it's funny that uh, they oh they hit you in the head. When this happens, you are supposed to do uh, you are not supposed to do anything, and the girl escort that is with you is supposed to chew them out and tell them to go away. This is actually really dangerous, uh, uh, as you had minimum visibility. Yeah, that's fucking dangerous. And would all of a sudden get your uh, head whipped around. Yeah, dude, and that, that would cause rage and a lot of stuff. Well, anyways, this one time I got surrounded and essentially just uh, pumbled and pumbled pumbled in the head. My escort was still hung over from the party the night before and was useless. I remember what kind of hat this one kid was wearing. I cut... Uh, I cut the walk short and went to the green room where I quickly got changed. Then I went out and found these punks. I said, hey, I saw you guys hitting Barney Rubble over there five minutes ago. One of the kids said, yeah, so? That's when I said, yeah, well, that was me. And then I proceeded to smack the kid around the face. Oh, wow, good. Smacked the kid across the face. Security came. Then the police came. They wanted to charge me with assault. I then spoke very politely with the other officer and told him that I was... uh, told him that I uh, just because I wear a stupid costume doesn't give them the right to assault me. Anyways, charges were dropped, uh, and I was out of a job. Uh, in conclusion, i got to say it was the best job I ever had, but it made me look at women a little differently. It was really confusing when I went to university uh, the following year and couldn't understand why three girls would not want to go back to my room to have some fun. It was just a job and crazy work I love how you <laughs> I love how you thought it was like an amusement park Like in the real world uh, It was just a job and crazy work environment That I was seeing for those three years No regrets Love the podcast Keep up the great work Hope this helps um, No, I definitely won't Thank you, that was fucking hilarious uh, Here we go uh, Disney princess story from uh, Jake Schneider This one's short Uh, hey, what's up, Verzi? Just listened to your podcast about how you went to Disney World and thought I'd share a story about how I used to date one of the the princesses. My best friend's girl set me up with the chick that plays Cinderella and the girl from Frozen at Disneyland. There's like 15 girls that play the same character at each park. All right, that answers one question. Uh, so anyways, after we started dating for a few months, she asked me if I wanted to go uh, to a party with her, all you fucking people party, huh, and, um, and all her coworkers. workers and, uh, and of course I said yes, uh, let me tell you Paul, those princesses are absolute fucking booze bags, I couldn't believe it. Uh, drinking cheap vodka straight sh- oh, straight out off the handle. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't think anything of it and continued dating her. Uh, around, ro- around rolls her birthday and Cinderella is drunk at the bar wanting me to take her back to my place to hook up. This is where I should have said no, Paul. I woke up the next morning buck naked, covered oh, in her throw up, with her and her crusty throw-up face passed out next to me. Needless to say, I won't be that princess's knight in shining armor. Keep up the good work, dude. Come to Soulcast sometime soon, Jake. Yeah, that's what I figured when I saw them. I'm like, there's no way this chick is not gonna be fucking blowing Goofy at some party doing Jello shots. Like, there's no, there's no way. Uh, thank you for the submission, Jake. Um... This one says, Belgian Unacceptables, asshole on unicycle. This show's all over the place today. Hi, Paul. I've got another Belgian Unacceptable for you that deserves to be exposed on your international podcast platform. Uh, Paul, animals seem to be everywhere. We need to unite. Last week during rush hour, I was doing my very best not to lose my shit in traffic. Rush hour in my city is very hectic because apart from all the cars and buses, there are a lot of university students on bicycles. Uh, these young people try to get in front of everything uh, all of the time. Uh, I let most of, the, uh, most of this shit go because I did the same when I was uh, a student there. Standing in front of the red light during full rush hour, again, some bike riders were getting in front of my car, no problem. Just don't scratch it. This time, amongst them, there was a guy on a fucking unicycle. Traffic is dangerous enough without this asshole riding down the street like a bloody circus act. (laughs) How the hell is this guy going to pull off an emergency stop in a dangerous situation? That's a great point. Is he really... That low on cash that he could only afford one wheel. Paul, put this guy in a cage with the other circus animals and make him jump through <laughs> through hoops. Thanks for the laughs, Lorenzo. Thank you, Lorenzo. Yeah. Dude, I gotta be honest. If you get fucking... I mean, I, I hate to say the word killed, but if you get hit by a car and you're on a unicycle, I don't give a fuck who's got the right of way, who's got anything. Like, that's just ridiculous. I, I, that's just like, look at me. Unless he's training to be in the circus. Come on, man. Unbelievable. Uh, here we go. This one is from Jeffrey Weber. This is a quick one. Disney mascots. We're almost done, too, uh, with the Unacceptables. Uh, Jeffrey Weber says, Hey, Paul, thanks for reading my Unacceptable the other day. Dudes in tights at the gym. I remember. Uh, happy you read it and uh, and got a laugh. I wanted to follow up your question about working as a mascot at Disney. Apparently, it is not uh, an easy gig to get. With serious competition, dance tryouts, and practicing the character's voice, moves, and and signature until you could sign it perfectly. All right, then you sent me a link here. And the link you sent shows six things nobody tells you about working at Disney World. Uh, Oh, yes. uh, Epcot is full of drunks. Is number six. <laughs> number five is the costumes are hell. Okay, um, let's see here. It's so fucking funny, man. I wouldn't have fucked this job, man. Number four visitors uh, want to molest the costume. Number three people pretend to be disabled to skip in line. <laughs> Parents straight up abandon kids, and uh, despite everything, the employees are true believers. All right, man, fucking weird. All right, um, to crack dot com article, somebody who uh, who worked there before. Okay, also in the corporate world, Disney is a highly respected company that produces very good managers and executives. So someone who calls their asshole boss Goofy may not. Be too far off. Wait, Disney is highly respected—a highly respected company that produces very good managers and executives. So somebody who calls their asshole boss Goofy may not be too far off. Gotcha. Um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm getting the answers I wanted. You guys fucking came through when I asked. That's for sure. Here we go, uh, Robert. Thompson. Unacceptable. Hey, Paul. Hope all is well. Being as your podcast came out a little later, um, due to you being at Disney, it made my Monday commute home a little better. Well, I'm glad it did. While listening to your fans' unacceptables, however, I heard something uh, that is potentially unacceptable. You had a guy tell you about the drunk guy on the plane stepping over him and snoring as such, and such. Uh, it could be a coincidence, but... On, Burr, on Bill Burr's Thursday morning podcast last week He told the same exact story Within the first five minutes of his podcast Like I said, it could be a coincidence uh, And if so, I apologize But if not He's a real piece of work for using Bill's stories I would think he would know your fans are also fans of Burr's And wouldn't be that dumb However, you never know Much love, Bobby T Yeah, I have no idea, man I, I you know me and Bill uh, Burr are great friends, as you guys know. Bill's a mentor to me. He's like, you know, um, so I, I don't, but I don't really, you know, I, we don't really listen to each other's show unless we're on each other's show, you know, so I don't know what anybody else is, um, is listening to. I can't control what the podcast listeners listen to. Uh, all I could do is, uh, you know, read what you guys write, you know. Uh, I like to, I like to, you know, I'd like to do an hour show, obviously a little more than an hour and make you know make 20 25 minutes of what you guys do and I try to get them all in there because I want it look I look at it like this if you guys are going to take the time to write into my show and thank you for the submission again Robert but if you guys are going to take the time to write into my show um, and you put it out there I want to read as many as I can and you know I try to get to people that haven't written in before but I know like a like a talk like a sports talk show you get the same callers you get the same people want to people want to just you know they they like the show and they want to submit to it so um You know, I don't even know what to say there, but uh, thank you for the submission. Uh, Here we go. This is from, uh, I got two more here. Unacceptable. Uh, This is real quick. Jared uh, Johnson. Hey, Paul, love the podcast. I became a fan after laughing my ass off hearing you on Burr's podcast. I also do Bobby Kelly's, and I'm going to be doing it again soon, uh, Bobby Kelly's podcast, and also uh, having a really good time on Legion of Skanks podcast. Check both of those out. Those are dope. But on to my unacceptable. My birthday just passed, and my girlfriend wanted to surprise me with uh, one of the coolest gifts I could ever get. Your TVE poster. Oh, cool. And Night at the Stand CD. However, this, however, didn't work out since you still haven't shipped the damn things out uh, yet for week For weeks, she ordered it. Uh, when did you not? Well, you got to hit me up then. Uh, she had to tell me that she never got it Uh, oh shit she never got it once my birthday came lock this animal in a cage put him in a box stick a label on it and forget to send it out all jokes aside I hope you make it down to Southern California again soon keep up uh, the great podcast man well that's an issue because and that is unacceptable so that's why I'll read that shit on my podcast Because you're calling me out for something Which you absolutely should The only issue is um, All of them went out But I'm trying to think if the last batch went out last week And if there was a delay with my vacation So um, You know Here's what I'll do If I see you out in SoCal Whatever I'm selling there Come up to me and mention your name I'll remember this for sure And uh, whatever I got there I got you for free And um, if you don't if you don't get the, the, the shit, like, you know, within a day or so, well, actually, by next podcast, if it didn't come, send direct message me and I'll figure something out. But that's, uh, you should have gotten it. So I apologize about that. And, uh, I, I feel fucking terrible that it was a birthday gift. So, uh, tell your girl that that's on me and you got a cool ass girlfriend, but I'll make it up. I'll definitely make it up to you for sure. Uh, if you see me perform out in, um, California. Um, so thank you. And it is unacceptable. Uh, Here we go. Um, Truly unbelievable shit. This is the last one from Drew. And the subject is truly unbelievable shit. Hey Paul, I wrote in uh, for the first time last week and I appreciate you reading my unacceptable. I am a part-time Uber driver and have been doing it for a couple months now. Yesterday, I caught a fare at uh, the Pizza Hut about 10 minutes away. I pull up and this girl comes up to my window and tells me she will be out in a second about 10 minutes later she comes out with an infant child in a car seat and she straps him into the back into my back seat she then goes around the car to my window and tells me her father will be ready for him when he arrives and then she hops in the car next to me and leaves what the fuck I was fresh off having a few hits of chronic from a volcano. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god, this is great. This is fucking great. I was fresh off having a few hits of chronic from a volcano vaporizer about twenty minutes earlier, and I was honestly pretty ripped, not drunk, just high. The de- <laughs> what the fuck? The destination was forty-five minutes away, so I started to worry about, uh, about the liability at hand. Are you fucking kidding me? Are this is this might be it? I mean, we, this may be the mother of them all. It all happened so fast, and I could not believe she left this child with me, not knowing who I was. Thankfully, the little. <laughs> Titty banger it was a very it was very good the entire time and did not cry at all. I ended up taking the baby home safely. Thank fuck. And his dad was indeed waiting for him when we arrived. Still could not believe she was willing to put her child in the hands of a stranger like that. Interested to hear what you think about this. Me and me and my dad are going to come to New York this summer and watch you at the stand. We really loved the. Uh, we really love the way you work. Come to St. Louis uh, sometime soon. Thanks for the laughs, dude. Chuck T. What the fuck? I. I mean, I'm actually. I can honestly say, I'm actually. This is the first time in any. I've seen a lot of them. There was a couple ones. There was a couple ones with guys doing heavy drugs with their kids. And around. There's been a couple of them that have been, like, really taking the cake. I truly think you sent in, I'm actually going to say it right now. Mark it down. Episode 259, the last unacceptable on the emails of 259 is hands down 100% the biggest shocking unacceptable. You. Thank you. I'm going to clap. My dog Lloyd just popped his head up like, what the fuck? We just made history, folks. If you're listening to TVE 259, we, we just we just made history, okay? We just heard the most unacceptable, unacceptable probably of all time. This might become the Jordan. This is it. This is fucking it. I cannot believe this. This is such a good unacceptable, and this is exactly what when I thought of unacceptables, and I thought of doing this segment on the show when I started doing this podcast, these are the exact things that I was talking about. Everybody has sent me, I only read ones that I get and think are, you know, there's a lot, listen, there's a lot of bathroom ones that are hilarious. There's a lot of, you know, restaurant ones and travel ones with planes and trains and buses. There's a lot of, you know, shitty parent ones. There's a lot of driving ones. There's all, all kinds of stuff. But this right here, is not only the most, it's the most irresponsible, unacceptable, crazy thing I've ever heard. And for the first time in TVE history, I will read it again. I am reading this podcast twice, okay? I want everybody to listen to the words now, because this takes the fucking cake. Hey Paul, I wrote in for the first time last week and appreciate reading my unacceptable. I am a part-time Uber driver. And I've been doing it for a couple of months now. Yesterday, I caught a fare at the Pizza Hut about 10 minutes away. I pull up this, uh, and this girl comes up to my window and tells me she will be out in a second. About 10 minutes later, she comes out with an infant child in a car seat and she straps him in my back seat. She then goes around the car. To my window and tells me her father will be ready for him when he arrives and then she hops in the car next to me and leaves I was fresh off of having a few hits of chronic From a volcano vaporizer about 20 minutes earlier and I was honestly pretty ripped not drunk just high the destination was 45 minutes away so I started to worry about the liability at hand. It all happened so fast and I could not believe she left this child with me not knowing who I was. Thankfully, the little titty banger was very good the entire time and did not cry at all. I ended up taking the baby home safely, Thank fuck, and his dad was indeed waiting for him when we arrived. Still could not believe she was willing to put her child in the hands of a stranger like that. Interested to hear what you think about this. Holy shit. I can't... I mean, I don't... Is it, like, legal to smoke high? Because that might be unacceptable to uh, to drive high. (laughs) I mean, you might be uh, in the unacceptable here, too. I mean, this one takes the fucking... This one's unacceptable from every angle you look at it. But this mother this mother should not only be stripped of her child, stripped of him, she should be behind fucking bars. And I got to tell you something, in all seriousness, I actually worry for the safety of this kid in the future moving forward. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding because if she's willing to do that with you, Okay, and I mean, listen, dude, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you being high and driving a baby, let's be honest, that's not cool either. That's, I mean, maybe you're one of those people that, like, smoked every day your whole life, and it doesn't, but, like, you know, I mean, the fact that you were driving that child is, and that woman wasn't there, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it makes me think, like, what else would she do, you know? Like, what else would she do? Would she go to a fucking... I mean, if you're that... Like, would you go to, a, like, a drug house and just let people pass around your baby and hold them while you're fucking up there doing bumps of blow? I mean, this is fucking nuts. Holy shit. I know everybody listening right now is like, I don't even know how to process what I just heard. Because this one is, like, sickening, scary. I think about the safety of the child. Um, You know, it's like, yeah, the dad was waiting. Okay. And, and you said... The destination was 45 minutes away. Think about that. I go to Citibank sometimes to do my banking at this bank where the parking space is right in front of the door and the ATM. Okay? And I go to a very nice neighborhood where I do it. And, you know, there's a couple of times where my kid doesn't want to get out of the car or I'm like, like he could see me. I'm 10 fucking yards away from him. And the whole time, there's big glass, and my car is right there. And I lock the car, you know, he sees me, and I'm right there. And when I tell you I could almost reach out and touch my car, and that still makes me feel like, what the fuck? Like, there are times where if I'm walking walking my dog with my kids, and my kids aren't touching me some way I'm on my hand, or like... like you know, uh, by my side, or, like, my daughter's shoulder is, like, near my fucking, you know, near me, and I could, like, know that my kids are there, that makes me feel uncomfortable, that, and now you're telling me that this woman goes up to a stranger not knowing if you're drunk, sober, whatever, and clearly you weren't, and, and just does that and leaves without you, I mean, and you were put in a position where it seems like you were put in a position where you were so taken back and didn't get it. Like she just put the kid in the car and just got in another car. And you're just sitting there like you don't know what, what what's happening to you. So you had, you know, like that is just really, that's crazy, dude. Wow. Wow. That is fucking unacceptable, dude. I feel like sending you a championship belt that says unacceptable of the year so far or something. That's, I don't even know what to say to that. Thank you for the submission, Uh, We will end that one there. Um, If you want to submit your unacceptables, please submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Okay, let's let's see what else we have. I think that was it. I cannot believe that I just heard that. I can't believe that that, like, dude, you should try to, if there's a way, I'm not even joking around, dude. I'm really being serious about this. Like, I'm really serious about this, and this is for the well-being of the child. If I was you, dude, I would seriously get that. If you have that contact information, I would, I would, you know, I would fucking find out where that girl is or like report that girl or something and just be like, look, I didn't know what to do and I've been thinking about it. Like, that's my advice. All right. You asked me at the end of that what my advice is or what do I think about it? In all seriousness, my advice would be this. First of all, I wouldn't, Lloyd, do you got a drink during this shit? like my dog knows, like my dog's going to be like, yeah, you know what, I'm thirsty, but he's finishing up a podcast here, so what am I, um, in all seriousness, dude, my my opinion, I mean, my, my advice to you would be this, one, dude, I would really stop smoking weed while you're driving or working, you know, if you do a couple of shifts, dude, like try to fucking hold it together sober, and I'm really not saying this to be a dick, I'm just like, that could put you in a lot of different, you know, whatever, but if I was you, I would find that girl's account, somehow, because you probably have it through Uber, and I would I would definitely be like, either like, I don't know, reporter, or just say something, and just be like, look, I thought about this, and I'm just thinking about the child's well-being, but like, I was in, I was driving an Uber, and she dumped her kid off, and just left, and like, gave me a destination to take him, and said the father's gonna be there, and I was just shocked, and like, I'm just like, I don't know, like, this, this person needs to be watched. Because if she could do this to this kid, I mean, like, what, what? I just don't understand, you know? Like, what would happen if something happened to you or the, an accident? Or what would happen if, like, you were a bad dude and you, like, you know, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, there's monsters out there. And, like, this kid is obviously going to be subjected to that because of this fucking absolute dope who should be fucking thrown behind bars and just beaten to death with a toddler, you know? No, but that would kill the toddler. So that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Beaten to death with a, like a baby doll toddler. I, I don't I don't even know what to even say to this. So, but I would do something because like, that's that's really bad, man. That's really really fucking bad. Um. Wow. Okay. That'll make you think for the day. I'm gonna like think about that. Just like shake my head. Like that's one where like in a month from now I'm gonna be just like sipping a drink, going like I can't fucking believe that the people like that are out there. Um, I don't think there's. Oh yes, here we go. So somebody said, "Uh, Kyle Mullins at Kyle Mur- Mullins nineteen, Pedrag, Pedrag, Mullins. That's what it is. Uh, Kyle, how do I say this? I'm sorry, I'm fucking this up here. Kyle Pedrag Mullins at Kyle Mullins nineteen says Paul Verzi isn't verified on Twitter yet. Hashtag unacceptable. Um." I, yeah, I don't even know, I guess, like, I need a certain amount of people, I don't, you know, I don't tweet as much as I need to, I think I got, like, I mean, I have thousands of followers, I just don't know what, what that is, uh, Kyle Mullins19 also says, Paul Verzi, I had Taco Bell for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm an animal, lock me in a cage, hashtag honestly, yes, you are, stop it, um, here we go, Blair Stewart at Good Stewart 17. Paul being a, at Paul Verzi, being a ginger and having to bathe in sunscreen before I leave the house. hashtag unacceptable. Well, I don't know if that's unacceptable. Uh, you know, I think it's smart. I think it's more smart than is unacceptable. Um, okay, I think every time I say I think that's it. Let's see. See, Shooter McGavin at. T E capital Z wow it's Tezzy Bravo but T E and then capital Z Z Y and then capital B R A and then capital V O listen to T V E getting dressed to go to the gym and just found out my attire is unacceptable lock me up and he's wearing those leggings from the last episode (laughs) Uh, those tights that people go to the gym with Uh, okay everybody that are the that is the unacceptables. For the day de- I can't fucking believe that woman left her child with an Uber driver for 45 minutes. I I can't fucking believe that. Like I almost feel like I like I wanna do something. Like I wanna fucking help this kid. I'm not even joking around. Like I wanna fucking help this kid because this kid is doomed. This kid can't have a mother like that. You know? Like, think about how scared you were when you were a little kid and your mom, your mom would like leave or like you thought you lost them in a store and they were meanwhile they were in the aisle next to you you know I have a funny story for you guys I don't know if I ever told this on the on the podcast but I'll never ever forget this you know there's moments in your life I'm gonna go a little longer today guys you know I'm giving you guys the fucking goods today I'm gonna go a little longer because I just feel like it um and it's my show but I used I had this weird thing I don't know if it was a security thing you guys are gonna think I'm really weird but I, I went through t- I went through a lot of shit when I was younger, you know, um, my brother and I both did, um, and there was a lot of, I think, like, you know, insecurity issues, and there was a lot of just, you know, scared and, and worried and, and insecurity issues because of a brutal divorce and just awful things that were, you know, said to us and whatever, I'm not going to get all soppy and talk about it, but there was definitely some, um, you know, things that I just saw... Uh, that I don't think you know kids should ever go through when their parents get divorced and, and see and stuff like that. And that's life. I get that. But it made me like latch on to these like OCD things which would give me like comfort or like having to do something. And one of them was when I was around age five, six or seven, but I wanna say I was six. I had this thing where I had to kiss like I was like obsessed with my mother's arm like triceps where her triceps were and like it's not like a man's where it's kind of hard there a woman's is more like soft you know so like I would always just kind of grab my mom's arm like where her tricep is and like you know and my mom was obviously in good shape like you know like when you see an older person and it's kind of like that part of the skin is kind of like like soft you know um well, when it's older, when they're older, it like droops. But no, like just like it's kind of softer and especially on a woman. So I just had this thing where I would always want to grab my mom's arm there, kiss it, hold it. It was just this weird thing I had when I was, <laughs> when I was six years old. Um, and, it, you know, and things started to develop with me where like OCD where I would have to walk around something instead of through it. You know, all kinds of fucked up things. Probably the same reason why, you know, maybe contributing to why I do stand up or whatever. Um, I think everybody has their things. So anyway, I would kiss my mom's arm and I, my mom's friends that were close to me, I'd grab their arm and kiss it and hold it and do all these things with, with the arms. And one time we were in this like, it was it was either like a CVS that had like a Hallmark, like they had like the Hallmark card section or something like that, and a candy store. And we were in Yonkers near my grandmother's house. And I was like running up and down the aisles and my mom was there and I ran up to, I ran up to her, and I grabbed her arm, and I squeezed where her tricep is, you know, like under her arm, and I squeezed it, and then I, I like kissed it, and then I looked up, and it wasn't my mother. It was this woman with the same exact hair color, you know, and that was like, that was like in the 80s, like my mom like dyed her hair, and it was like this like reddish, like, a, like a, more of like a burgundy reddish color or whatever, And this woman had the same kind of haircut, the same thing, kind of looked like my mom. And I, like, grabbed her arm and kissed it. And I looked at her, and I was so fucking shocked and mortified. And then, like, I ran over, and, like, I told my mom. And, you know, we, like, laughed about it afterwards. But it freaked me out. And uh, I'm just thinking. And then one time, I ran up to a guy's car. had the exact same car, a Ford. I forgot the Ford it was. But it was an old boxy, one of those old boxy Fords. And it almost looked like a cop car. And it looked exactly like my stepfather's. And I, like, opened the passenger side door and started to get in. And it wasn't him. And it, like, freaked me out. So I could only imagine what's to come in this kid's future where the mother, as a fucking little kid, is being put in the back seat and just told to drive 45 minutes. And you're a complete stranger. And you're put in that situation. Um, Yeah, I I just... uh, I don't, I wish, I don't, man, I'm just wondering, like, what's she gonna do to the kid, you know, I'm not trying to get all weird and serious on the show, but, like, think about it, like what else is coming next for this fucking kid, you know, it's like, and it was told on my show, so I wish I, if there's anything I could do, so, my advice to you would be to kind of do something, you know, like, kind of find out where she is, or, like, you know, even if you reached out Even if you, like, reached out and were like, listen, I got to tell you that, like, that was not safe to do that. Like, you can't leave a baby like that and, like, see what her response is. Or you know where the address is, where the father is and tell the father, like, listen, dude, I don't know where, if I should report this to. Like, there needs to be some sort of, like, fear instilled in these people where they can't fucking do that to this kid. You know what I mean? Because I just look at, like, you know... What if she takes that kid to Disney World? We just read one of the six facts of a worker at Disney World where parents totally abandon their kid. This kid's going to be on fucking Space Mountain or his parents are going to be on Space Mountain. He's going to be sitting, you know, waiting for them. They're going to be fucking, you know, five beers deep on a fucking roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like, and they, he's walking around. <laughs> um. Oh, that's brutal, man. That's brutal. It reminds me of the mother in that movie. Um. What was it? not was it gone baby gone? No, not gone baby gone. What was the one with Casey Affleck? That was brutal. Did you guys see that one? Hold on. Now I got to find out what it is and I'll tell you guys. Um what the hell was that? Gone Baby or some shit? Gone Baby Gone cast? Yeah. Yeah, Gone Baby Gone with uh yeah, Ben Affleck directed it and um Casey Affleck was in it. And it was about that woman, that Boston mother lost a baby. The whole town's looking for him, looking for him. They found out what happened. And she was such a bad mother. And I'm not giving anything away. This movie was in 07. So, I mean, fucking spoiler alert. But it was in 07. If you haven't seen Gone Baby, Gone, whatever. She was just like, a, you know, looking for the kid. And like, she played an amazing... She was the chick She's who played the girlfriend in The Office with Steve Carell. She was an amazing... Boston accent mother really really good and um he finds out that Morgan Freeman has the baby and they're protecting it because of how bad of a mother she was and she was on drugs and she was doing things and the baby had no chance and they you know they they kept the kid and the police found out and the police were like I have to I have to take him and the other co- the other cop is like no leave her here She can't fucking be there, she can't be there, like she's actually safe and better here, and the cop is like, I can't do that, I have to do the right thing, so he returns the baby to the mother, and like the last scene of the movie is like the baby's just like, she's just like throwing the baby to babysitters, and she's getting all dressed, trying to like go get a date and stuff, and you just see the baby's back in this shitty situation, and he's kind of questioning now if he should have left the baby with Morgan Freeman and the family because she loved them and loved being there and all that stuff. Um, it's actually really, really good. It got ninety four percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was a really good movie. A lot better than that other fucking movie with the with Ben Affleck and that you know the fucking wife who turned into a serial killer or whatever that that was that Showtime special, but um or that Lifetime special I should say. But it just reminds me of that. So, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Speaking of, speaking of movies, isn't it sad to say, what are you going to do? There's shitty mothers out there? There's shitty parents? It's really kind of like, dude, I'm not trying to sound like the world's greatest dad. you know what I would do for my children? Like, my children would never be, and I'm sure most of the people listening to this, because you wouldn't listen to this. I feel like I have a connection with my listeners because we're, we're t- kind of the same. You're, you're, listen, if you're listening to the Verzi Effect, it's one of two things. You either think like me, you know, people don't talk about this enough. People that perform or have a show, but li- this is really what it is. You're listening to my podcast for one of two reasons. Either you're just entertained by me yelling and ranting and I make you laugh. Or it's on a grander scale where it's like you... I'm I'm speaking for you. You I'm I'm saying things you want to say. You relate to me. We're kind of the same person, and I'm a voice for it. And that's usually what happens. Like with me, when I like something or I see somebody that I like, it's like oh I get along. Like I was talking to a comedian last night, hilarious comedian Tim Dillon. Check this dude out. Dude is really funny. He's awesome, and he's coming. You know he's gonna be he's gonna be you know really good. But like I was just talking, I was just talking. to him like dude, I like this guy because it's like I'm talking to the people that I grew up with. Like this is the type of guy I want to be around, and I feel like. You know, if you listen to it. So, I'm just, like, looking at this going, like, our children are our fucking, like, li- like life. You know what I mean? Like, your child. And think about where you are mentally. If you can just throw the kid in an Uber. Wow. And leave. Um, speaking of movies, I haven't really seen any uh, again. Just be- Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I saw... Um, I know that I reviewed it last time, but at least I saw it. Was it uh, Civil War? Uh, Civil War. Did I review that last time? On, on? I saw Civil War because we went to the one where they, they gave you food. It was raining and stuff, and I saw that, but we need to see it again because I was getting served shit. While, you know, I was like getting cocktails and shit, um, but I did see that. So I have been to the movies, and I've been watching... Um, I've been watching Shark Tank, man. That is... If that's not, like, one of the best shows ever... How great is Shark Tank? Shark Tank is my favorite fuck... I can watch... Honestly, if there was a five-hour marathon of Shark Tank, I'd watch it. Five hours of it. That's how much I like the show. I think it's awesome. I think it's fucking an awesome show. But other than that, I have... That and Impractical Jokers is making me cry laughing. Um... That's pretty much it for the show because, you know what, after... Yeah, I'm almost at an hour and a half. All right, guys, that's it. I know I gave you a long one. I hope you enjoyed it. This has been episode... Uh, TVE episode 259 uh, for plugs. My my June is seriously packed up in June. I am um, going to be doing a lot of things in June. So if you go to paulverzi.com... Uh, you can check out where I'll be. But I am. here are the cities that I'm coming to in June. Uh, it's just a lot. So um, I will be in Hoboken uh, June 1st at 9 o'clock at the Cadillac C- Cantina working out stuff. I got stuff at the stand at the beginning of the month. I will be with Bill Burr on the 3rd in Syracuse. I will be with Burr in Portland, Maine. On the fourth, and I will be with Burr in Albany at the Palace Theater. Third, fourth, and fifth. Um, we don't get to work together that much, but we're throwing six d- dates down. And then the week after that, I'll be at the Stand and Stand Up New York. I'll also be at in Chicopee, Massachusetts, on the tenth and the eleventh at Cabot Comedy Club. You could come to that. That's in Chicopee. That's a small room. Awesome. Um, then again, Stand Stand Up New York, all that stuff. I will be at the Prudential Hall in Newark, New Jersey, on the 17th with Bill Burr, Atlantic City on the 18th with Bill Burr, and Maryland on the 19th with Burr. Uh, And then I'm headlining Absolute Comedy um, June 20th through the 26th in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, On the 28th, I will be doing Comedy Juice at Gotham Comedy Club, which is one of the best shows in the country. And, um... Yeah, so got a bunch more shows. Oh, on, on the 15th, I will be doing something in Pittsburgh in a theater at the Friars Club. A ton of stuff in June. Please check out com as dates will keep coming and keep being added, okay? Thank you guys so much for uh, continuing to buy the album. Thank you so much for all the support. Please follow me on Twitter, at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Go check out uh, citylivingdog.com gonzofame.com, allthingscomedy.com, and until episode 260, I am out of here. I hope you guys all have a great time in between. Have a great, long holiday weekend, and I will talk to you guys soon.